Hey, it's the October 31st, 2017 edition, Halloween. Three Songs Podcast. This is Mike Hogan here with Bob Nastanovich. Bob. Yeah, I'm Bob Nastanovich. I'm in Encinitas, California for the Breeders' Cup. I'm about 10 miles north of the racetrack, staying in my first ever Airbnb Ooh. with uh, two of my dear friends, Sean and Emma, who've flown over from England, my friend Gary Smith, who lives down the road. And my wife, uh, Whitney's here, and we're expecting a few more guests tomorrow. We have a nice little spot here and by the highway in Encinitas. Yeah, Breeders' Cup, you mentioned. This is That's the theme of this show. Yeah, the, it, well, it's going to be in a, kind of an unusual edition of the show in that we're basically going to talk horse racing as much as music because we right. both, right. you know, horse racing is a pretty important part of our experience in life. So, And this is the world championships of thoroughbred racing, at least is how it's presented here in America. Right. Right. And it's the uh, way they market it, but yeah. It's a very international experience and we get horses from all over the world and it's a tremendous event. It's the first time ever here at Del Mar, a famous race course. And so we're gonna play three songs that are closely connected, but mostly we're gonna do a lot of handicapping. So um, three songs free to... each, three picks each. Yeah, that's how it's gonna work. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well let's do it. You're gonna start it off, right, Bob? You got a tune yeah. lead us in? Yeah, I'm going to play a song by, by a young, young woman from Nashville, a really good artist named uh, Courtney Rose, and this is her song, Learning to Ride.
Hey, Mike. Hey, Bob. Have you ever ridden a racehorse? <laughs> I've ridden a horse once in my life. I think I was like eight years old. And Similar. So you're not much of a rider, no, right? No. I mean, I have enough trouble just walking around. To hell with getting <laughs> on a, on a, especially a thoroughbred racehorse, okay? So anyways, that's Caitlin Rose. Check her out. She's I like cool. that. That was cool. Yeah. Beautiful singer. Great music. She's just been around for, I'd say, probably six, eight years. A little reference to um, the Tennessee stud in there, too. Yeah, and bless the jockeys. You know, like, I'll tell you one thing about being a jockey, wherever you're riding in the world, is when you get hurt and you're on the sidelines, you don't get paid. That's a little different from all the other sports, okay? It is, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And even and some, some riders have a contract, but very few, mm -hmm. okay? So No insurance, usually. That's all, you know, it is a perilous situation, okay? Right. And, and to me, like, if you don't, if you've never ridden a horse in a race, then in my opinion, then you don't have a valid opinion on race riding. I don't care what kind of handicapper you are, how you look at jockeys. One thing I know about horse racing is it's about 90 to 95% horse and 5, five to 10% human athlete. Yep. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. I, 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 I and I get your. I, I agree with your general point about uh, we're often way too critical about the jockey, but at the same time, there are certain. We're all sore losers. We're all sore yeah, losers. We're well, gonna blame the human. Exactly. We there's ninety percent of the time when somebody makes a bad pick, they won't admit that they made a bad pick. They'll admit or they'll instead blame. The jockey or the trainer or the racetrack or mostly the jockey mostly the jockey that's right right until you've ridden a horse at 35 40 miles around a tight turn you don't have a valid opinion so i i've had the pleasure of knowing maybe 15 20 jockeys well in my life and i'll listen to them when they talk about race riding and that's music to my ears all right I'm with you. you so so, so my first selection for the Breeders' Cup is in the sixth race on Friday. It's the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf. It's going to be run at 525 Eastern Time. And one of the standout picks, basically I'm going to give you three horses to follow this weekend. This is a horse that probably go off in the neighborhood of 4-1, to 6-1 to one if you're betting. Yeah. And it's an Irish trained race horse called Happily. He's the two horse in the sixth race, okay? Ridden by Ryan Moore is one of the finest race riders in the world. It's a two-year-old filly. Trained okay. by Aiden O'Brien. <clears throat> Trained by Aiden O'Brien, who's the most, one of the most powerful trainers in the world, and certainly the most powerful trainer in Ireland, Willie Mullins included. Okay. And he trains for a very popular, or a very huge syndicate called Cool. I mean, it's one of the biggest operations in the world. Sure. I mean, without any doubt. Okay. Sure. Uh, the, the reason why I know Happily is so good. She's won two group ones in a row in, in her home country of Ireland, and then she went to Shanti, and she won the Prix Jean-Luc Lagardère. <laughs> against the boys. Uh, yeah, Against the boys, October 1st. And I saw an interview about 15 minutes before her before her Curra race, the Moyglare, on September 10th, and they were interviewing a trainer, a famous Irish trainer whose name escapes me, in the paddock. And she was six to one on the board. She was six to one in the gambling. And he was on TV on Irish television. And he said, 
I can't believe this price unhappily. She's not not only the best two year old in Ireland, I think she's the best two year old in Europe. <laughs> okay. And the fact that she's showing up at the Breeders' Cup, normally Aidan O'Brien would put away a horse like this and prepare the horse for either the English or Irish 1,000 guineas next year. Right. Which is a more, it's a more prestigious race, to be honest with you, than the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf. But I think his angle on the horse is that maybe she's just a brilliant two-year-old and she's doing extremely well and she's bounced out of this race in France in terrific form. So she's coming over here because I think he thinks it's his best chance to win a race at the Breeders' Cup this year out of, like, what, 10, 12 horses? Yeah. Strike while the iron's hot. And she's just a fantastic horse. She's beautifully bred. She's Galileo out of a really famous storm cat mare called You Are So Thrilling. Mm-hmm. And she's, as far as I know, she's the best two-year-old in Europe. So Which makes I her a sibling to Glen Eagles. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, of course, they're, they're all regally bred. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and... I, I just love her chances. She's nine to two in the morning line, and that's my pick. Do you have a pick in the race? I, I, you or, know, it's funny. I like the other Aiden O'Brien. Um, the other who could easily finish first or second. Cool, yeah, more so. Aiden O'Brien horse named September. It's going to be a, probably a better price than Happy. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah, definitely. She, so they've traded. To, well, I guess Happily has finished ahead of her twice, but in the debut, September crushed Happily. Uh, Let me tell you something about Aiden O'Brien. Okay. First start throw out. Oh, yeah. No, that, fair fair enough. But uh, but they thought well enough of her after that debut where she, she won easily. They threw her in against the boys. Granted, it wasn't a group one stake like Happily. Let me won. tell you something about the situation. September was way more forward than Happily. Sure. Happily needed the experience. Sure. sure. But here's the here's the thing, and by you, Bob, you by all means follow European racing much, much, much more than I do. It's only um, racing a watch. Really. Ninety percent. Here here's my here's my feeling. You can you can tell me I'm either absolutely spot on or completely full of shit with, with September. Uh the There's two, no need to use foul language, Mike. It's okay. You know. It's, yeah. uh, her two, her worst two races came on yielding and soft turf. And now she's going to get turf at Del Mar that's going to be much, much firmer than anything she's run on overseas. And she'll I still love the surface. She'll I wonder if part of the reason why Aiden's sending her here is... This is the type of service she needs. I'm sure that's the reason she's here, and I'm sure she's doing extremely well. I'm sure she has a very live chance to win the race, and I think she represents tremendous value at around 8, 10 to 1. But she's 6 to 1 in the morning line. She breaks from the 10 hole. She's ridden by Shamie Heffernan. I don't think any of them have ever ridden at Del Mar, but the, the, the 10 hole, I mean, the run to the first turn is not as bad as a lot of American racetracks. And she's got some tactical speed, but I just think she's going to get hung. And I think if she runs a race, she'll finish a good second or third. Okay. Well, fair enough. Well, I think she's a fair enough price. She's not my my pick. So you, you, you're you doing three picks, of course, to watch. I'm doing three picks. She's not one of mine, but she's the one. Let's go with your first. Play she's your, the one that interests me most in the race. So my first, I'm going to jump to the eighth race on Friday. Oh, same card, same card. Same right? card. Yeah. Eighth race on Friday. It's um, 3.50 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 6.50 p.m. Eastern time. It's the juvenile 
turf, not the, the, you were talking the Philly turf. I'm talking the juvenile turf. The boys, the two-year-old the, boys the on the grass. Go all going a mile. Exactly. Good. And play your song. Play your song. Let's, I'll play the song, and then we'll, and, and it, the song is Jim Carroll, Catholic Boy. Which Same name as the horse. The name of the song is the, the name of the horse that I like in the race. So we'll, we'll play the song, and then we'll talk about the horse. Jim Carroll, you may or may not know, New York guy. Uh, Very successful, thirty percent trainer. Oh, <laughs> Jim Carroll's a thirty percent trainer. Well, yeah, no, Jonathan Thomas. No, I'm talking yeah. about Jonathan yeah, Thomas. Yeah, for sure, the trainer, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that after Jim Carroll. Here we go, Catholic boy. Okay. Catholic boy, cool. right, Bob? So there were some tremendous hot licks in that song. A lot yeah. of hot licks. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I'm a what Catholic boy. Like 77 or something? Uh, maybe a little later. 
Yeah. I don't know. That's 79, maybe? Rock. Yeah. yeah. Late 70s, New York punk? New York, yeah. Yeah. You know, more like art poet, you know, Lower East Side, you know, kind of Richard That was Hell. proper rock and roll. That was proper yeah. rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and that, that got made into his... Uh, Basketball Diaries got made into a movie, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, mm-hmm. Jim Carroll's more than just a rocker. Uh, right. You know, he's a writer, too. But, uh, but yeah, Catholic Boy. Catholic Boy is the four horse. Yeah, yeah, back to horse racing. <laughs> in the juvenile turf. Yeah. Uh, this is a horse that's undefeated. The eighth uh, race on Friday. The eighth race on Friday. for John, You mentioned Jonathan Thomas, kind of an under... No, uh, under underrated, unknown, or lesser-known trainer. Higher, uh, high, very high percentage unknown. High, per- high percentage. He spots them well. He, he's he been an assistant to some big-time trainers. He's name them, name them. Uh, well, Pletcher. Yeah, uh, there you go. That's a big-time Clem- Clement. Um, yeah, so yeah, all the biggies in New yeah, York. Yeah, and... and you Well-schooled know, individual. This is he's he's training for. He's owned by Robert Lapenta. Exactly. Multiple, one of Zito's big owners for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a big, a major. Oh, yeah, ruined Smarty Jones, did he? Birdstown. Sure. Um, exactly. You know, I mean, he's the, the kind of the giant killer. So Lapenta thinks enough of this guy. Sends sends some horses. Twelve to, to one in the morning line. Twelve, 12 to one in the morning line. line. I don't know if we'll get that. Maybe we will. There's some interesting horses in here, so maybe this one gets a little overlooked. The debut at Gulfstream Park was a very nice race. Um, some some you know couple couple two or three four so three other winners out of that race came back to win. The next start. Uh, Catholic boy, uh, I don't know if you've watched the replay of it. Watch the replay when you get a chance. He gets clobbered in the stretch, gets almost knocked off stride, is behind horses, angles out, gets clear, easily passes, runs clear by a length, but is by far the best, beats a horse that he's going to face on Friday in Untamed Domain, who I think might even take more money than him, uh, trained for Graham Motion. Beat yeah. the, the fourth place finisher in that race was a horse named Shoke uh, for Donegal Racing, who came back after that race to win uh, a graded stakes, beating one of the horses who I think is going to take some serious money, uh, and I'm looking for the name of the horse. It's the Chad Brown runner, um, Voting Control, who was the favorite in the Pilgrim when Shoke beat him. Um, he's eight to one on the morning line. I bet he's lower than that uh, in the yeah, actual Chad Brown in the actual wagering. Chad Brown, Javier Castellano. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm going to give you two live Catholic long boy. shots in the race. Okay, what I'm going to do. Any of you two bombers that might hit the board, real quick. Okay. The three horse stands in Molly. He won the Jim Crack at York this year, which is a York race course. They run the the Ebor meeting in the middle of August, late August, and it's a great pointer to the Breeders' Cup. There's a lot of horses that have come out of that meeting and won Breeders' Cup races. Sure. De Lamy for one, and Giants Causeway and Kalanisi had the best live horse race I've ever seen was when Giants Causeway beat Kalanisi by a foot. In the in the Judmont, and then t- two months later, Kalanisi won the Breeders' Cup turf with Johnny Murtaugh up, and Giants Causeway, of course, famously lost by about what a half a length to Tis Now. Right. 
with Mike, Mick Kinane getting his whip caught in Giants Causeway's tail. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> there's that happened too. Okay, believe me, I had a hefty win and place wager on on Giants Causeway, and I was very happy to make a little bit of money off of it. So, but uh, and hefty is not a big number for me. I'm like a hundred to win in place is a hefty number for me. Yeah. So anyway, Sansa Molly, the three horse in the race, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, is going to go straight to the front under probably the hottest rider out here, one of the most stylish riders out here in California, Flavian Pratt. Mm-hmm. He's sure. trained in Yorkshire, trained in Yorkshire by Richard Fahey, who along with Mark Johnson are the two most powerful flat trainers in Yorkshire. And he's he's going to go straight to the front. Okay, and he's surrounded by horses with not a lot of speed. Okay, and he's in the three hole. Okay, so I, I think he's got a very big chance to light up the board. I'm not saying win the race, but you know, yeah. he's he's 30 to one in the morning line. Now, I also like a, a horse to even be a bigger long shot because I followed him all year. The 14 horse, which is a terrible post in a one mile race at Del Mar, and it's a uh, it's a beautiful, very talented horse called Raja Singh, who adds blinkers. Yeah. We're not going to talk about Lasix, but he adds blinkers. And he's a trained by a young man called Richard Spencer who would not be here unless this horse was doing extremely well. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure on him to run run in the race. In fact, a guy I listen to quite often on William Hill Radio in England, a guy named Andy Holding, uh, uh, does a lot of work for Richard Spencer picking the spots the horse is running. And he's a they call him the Irish guru on William Hill Racing. He's a brilliant handicapper. So the fact that this the 14 Raja Singh shows up in there tells me he's laugh. All right. I, I like it. I actually I, I made a little bit of a Twitter joke about Raja Singh last night. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, just couldn't help. Did you but, make a sly horse racing Twitter joke? Not really. It was it was more of a political joke based uh, using this horse as a jumping off point. Richard Spencer, of course, being the trainer, uh, not being the guy who is unfortunately in the news for all the wrong reasons here in North America uh, for leading some of these ridiculous Nazi. I'm not even going to deign to call them all right. Definitely wasted way too much time talking about that ass. Yeah, right. So yeah, no, I just the, just just the joke that the unfortunate trainer owner combination of Richard Spencer and Rebel Racing um, is, is, is kind of an unfortunate pairing of of two names. But uh, but I like it. Your... Doesn't mean that he can't finish third <laughs> at sixty three to one. I like <laughs> I like your play. Let's let's uh, let's box up that try or key my horse over the year two, and if it comes in, we we got some serious money to work with. Yeah, then then basically we're we're turning off the rest of the Breeders' Cup. We're just watching it for fun, aren't we? We are. <laughs> we're playing with house money at that point. Yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> that'll happen yeah. one day. Sometimes one day it'll yeah. happen. Yeah. All right. I'm so a, are you next? You're I'm ne- next. next. I'm, I got I got three in a row, man. You, you can't Good. stop Whoa. me. You, you'll you'll end it with the last two. But I'm gonna go to the very next race. Uh, of the day on Friday, the big race on Friday. It's uh, 4:35 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 7:35 Eastern time. Post for this one, it's the Breeders' Cup Distaff, and I'm going to go with. There's a lot of different. This is a very, very good race. There's a lot of different ways you can go in for, here. For a small field, it's a tremendous race. Oh, it's it's. You can make a case for almost every horse in this, every filly or mare in this race. Uh, I'm going to go with the horse that I think, I think, may be the speed of the speed and may end up getting loose. And Definitely throw out the one-horse champagne room will not finish in the top four. 
Yeah, yeah. She, she okay, so go ahead, go ahead. That's fair. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with number seven, Paradise Woods. Tra- trainer Richard Mandela uh, knows how to win Breeders' Cup races. Uh, won this race last year with Beholder. Uh, controversial race where he beat Songbird by a nose. Uh, Paradise Woods, I think, is a horse that is fantastically fast, is going to be on the lead early, is going to be taking them as far as she can take them, is seemingly in good form again after was ultimately, was was off a ridiculous race in the Santa Anita Oaks, was the favorite in the Kentucky Oaks, and then set way, way, way too fast a pace in the Kentucky Oaks on a sloppy track came back, needed the race, then just ran I'll off tell you the this feet much about her. I'll tell you this much about her. Yeah. She's a tremendous athlete. She's a, yep. one of the prettier horses that are, are going to run in the Breeders' Cup. Fantastic-looking animal, okay? She will not stay further than a mile. So she's not going to win a nine for a long race from the seven hole, I don't in my know. opinion. I don't know. It, that's the thing. That's the thing. If she's able to get out there, the, she cannot. I'll tell you this. Pratt cannot do what he did with her in the Oaks at all. If if that happens in this race, well, the Oaks was run on a terrible racetrack. Well, wasn't it? right, and and the thing is, he was not able to get her to relax. I'm not going to blame Pratt, but for whatever reason, she was not She's going matured to relax. since then. She'll run yes. a better race if she if he can get her to to the lead, and if she's able to relax, there is a very strong chance that she just does not stop and she gets the distance. Uh, and at nine to two or anything close to that price. Uh, I'm willing to take a chance that she's improving and lightly raced and um, is good enough to just beat these, you know, wire to wire. What I'm telling you is, is there's no chance, no chance that Paradise Woods will finish in front of Stellar Wind in the race. It sounds like we have a head-to-head bet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we have a head-to-head bet. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the and Stellar Wind's a legend. She's a legend. She's she's a and she's a Delmar specialist. Yeah, but this is uh, the layoff. I mean, you're right. You're right. She's she's the she's got the resume of the race. She she's the one. She's the best horse in the race. But she's five. This is probably the last race of her career, win or lose. Well, no, she's in the auction. I think on Monday or something. Yeah, she or, has not. Yeah. She, yeah, but who knows? The you know the buyer could keep her in, in training next year, I guess. Um, no, that'd be weird. It would but... be weird, but you never know. Stranger things have happened. But uh, mm-hmm. she hasn't raced since July. Um, Doesn't matter. She's a Delmar specialist. That's all by plan. Yeah. And she's one of the best five to two favorites of the weekend. She'll be lower, don't you think? Yeah, I imagine so. Being a three for three at Delmar, yeah. she'll probably be nine nine to five. I mean. I don't know. Like, look, if she runs a my, race, my pick in the race is Abel Tasman. The odds are the morning line odds are a joke, four to one. The Kentucky Oaks winner this year. Um, I I think that Abel Tasman's going to hit the board. I I, mean, I I would agree. I would agree with you. For me, that the exact the play is Paradise Woods, Abel Tasman. Play it cold and then and then reverse it as well for half of that. Um, what are you doing with Stellar Wind? She's. It's time for her to be a mommy. Okay, okay, I like your angle, I like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, here's the thing. Was the plan to race her in the Clement Hirsch at the end of July and then say, we'll just hold off until November for the Breeders' Cup? 
her career is littered with layoff lines. Uh, and she's she's ten for fifteen. Yeah, well, sure. So she, so she's prime. Look, she always look, fires off a layoff. I she, think she's going to run, run the best race of her life. Look at last year. So she ran the Clement Hurst. She won. Okay. Then she had a layoff. She's won she, ten out of fifteen. Then she had a layoff, but she came back and she had a prep race for the Distaff. She won the Zenyatta in October, and then she ran fourth in the Distaff. Okay. She's no. She well, has, but she's she's beaten Beholder three times. That's fair. That's fair. But she <laughs> she, I, I gotta ask you, Bob. Is she is she ready to run the race of her life against a very strong field? It's a small field, but it's a strong field. Is she ready to run at least as good as what she has in the past, um, or or close to it, or is she perhaps? Because of the layoff, because of the age, maybe just a little, a step or two slow. If she's a step or two slow, to me, she's a vulnerable favorite. Uh, all the favorites are vulnerable, of course. <laughs> yeah. What I'm telling you, what I'm telling you about her is, is she's one of the better bets if you're a favorite better of the weekend. But I'm not a favorite better. Here's okay. the thing, Bob. I'm just saying if you were, if Bob, you were like a 200, 200 Bob, win guy or Bob, a $100 straight exact guy. Bob. Yep. You're a punk. I'm a punk. Fuck authority. Yeah. We don't want to play favorites, right? We don't want to play the ones that everybody else is backing. We got to think differently, man. Well, that's what I did. I said that Abel Tasman will win the race and pay like $13. You're right. You're right. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So, I want to play a song. Yeah, play a song. Cause then we'll talk about the what do you British Cup Mile next? Uh, yeah, then I'm, then I'm gonna go to the mile. I'm gonna go to Saturday, but I'm gonna play a song. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna uh, play. You know a- what? The other, the other horse racing websites will not allow argumentative handicapping, and that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's right. It's because yeah. you know, hey, we're all being nice to each other. We right. don't have to risk that on this show. <laughs> no, we're friends here. We can handle a little, little criticism. Oh, believe me. I'll, look, if 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 Paradise Woods wins the staff, I will tip my cap. To Mike Hogan till the cows come home and hope you made five hundred off of it. All right. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm going to play a tune from a Louisville band that we've. Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah here we go. You, you know these guys a little bit. Uh, just Grubbs. Just Grubbs. David Grubbs, the leader of the band, the guitarist and the singer. Um, he Who of else course is in the band. Who else is in the oh, band? Boy, I don't even know. You're putting me on the spot. Yeah, man. I only know Grubbs. I yeah, Grub. Uh, yeah, let's you know. So this was this was Homestead the band Homestead Records band. They're in Homestead. Homestead. Yep. After Squirrel Bait broke up, yeah. um, and split off into Slint and some other bands. David Grubbs formed Bastro from the album Sing the Troubled Beast. Uh, He's a Russian studies professor. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, here yeah. in Brooklyn or nearby in Brooklyn. Yeah, this um, in your neighborhood. He uh, he wrote a song about uh, a, a, a famous racehorse who was the favorite in the Kentucky Derby one year. We'll talk about if that. If you after ever we meet play. him, he'll be talking about Russian studies. So turn the turn the subject around to music or horse racing. I will. I will. In fact, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll quiz him on Demons Begone, which is the name of this song, and it was written for the racehorse. So uh, Bastro, yeah. Demons Blah, Begone. Blah Blah what year were we talking? Demons uh, Begone when he was favorite in the Derby. Early nineties. I don't know. I'll check. I'll check after the song. You you put me on Came the spot third. again. Yeah, came third. No, right? came no, third. no, no. He was pulled up. He bled. He didn't. He oh, didn't. he bled. He yeah, bled. He, bled. He, yeah. he was. He bled in the race. He didn't finish. Um, in fact, I got it right here. Um, what year was? Don't that? talk about bleeding. Just Eighty-seven. Play the song. Eighty-seven. Yeah, eighty-seven. So way right. back. Way back. All right, demons begone. We had a we had a bright future in eighty-seven. We did. We all did. <laughs> here we yeah. go. Rocking with Bastro. <laughs> 
Bastro. Bastro. Yeah. Bastro. Uh, what was the name of the song? Demons Begone? Demons Begone. Yeah, Lob Ollie Stables. That's right. And who trained that horse? Uh, Phil Hoswald. Yeah, Hoswald. young man. He won a Breeders' Cup race. He's, I believe he's the youngest Breeders' Cup winning trainer. He won the Breeders' Cup, he won the Breeders Cup Juvenile at, at a huge price. It's at uh, Hollywood Park, I think. He won, won the he won the Breeders Cup Juvenile. Was that uh, so? Demons Begone won that race. Was that that was the first Breeders Cup, right? Yeah, I believe so. Eighty four in Hollywood. No, because it would have been the the time they came back to Hollywood. Okay, which was eighty six. I so yeah. I saw the first one. I, the only Breeders Cup I ever went to was the very first one. Oh, the one where Wild Again won. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was a kid. My grandfather was uh, the horse racing fan in the family. Lived in the Northeast in Albany, New York. Was coming out to visit. We lived in Southern California. Was coming out to visit. My mom said, "Hey, they're doing this horse race thing. Is they're trying to start up some some big series of races, big stakes races? Would you want to go?" And my grandfather said, "Yeah, let's do it." So we went. I was thirteen. Is that when is that when Franz Valentine got? moved up to winning right after there's a dq i think so france valentine got taken down at 70 or 70 to one yeah i I, something like that i think so my memory of it all is relatively foggy uh but i do remember you were like a kid i was a kid yeah i was a teenager how old were you in 84 13 yeah yeah but uh but yeah it was fun it was fun that's, that's wild again does it <laughs> i was i was at a seminar today and tom denman was the mc and we snuck in trevor denman yeah, i'm sorry no no mike uh I can't, what's the name of the legend from new york uh tom, tom durkin. durkin tom durkin oh, yeah tom tom durkin one of the be- probably the best race call in american racing history okay in my opinion yeah okay. sure. Sure. you're a durkin guy uh, never- yeah yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've never been around him until today, but I didn't actually talk to him. Like he's uh, he's retired now, and he's hosting an event. He's being Tom Dirk, and he thought he did a fantastic job. That's but awesome. I was only there for for an hour, you know, and uh, I think he's well, he kind of made the Breeders' Cup is is the best his best race calls are the early Breeders' Cup race calls. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Tis now wins it for America. Oh, it's not only that. It's like even Wild Again. Yeah. Like yeah. watch, watch Wild Again. Somehow, I mean, it's amazing. Wild Again was thirty to one in the morning line. It's a brilliant story. I met the owner, Bill Allen, about ten years after he and probably met him in '94 at Churchill Downs, and we talked about it. You know, he still had three or four horses type thing. But you were there. Yeah, I was there. I was there. I can't tell you many stories about it, but I was there. Okay, I watched Pat Day ride. I'm not going to kid you here. I watched Pat Day ride, I'm going to say, 1,500 races live, okay? And Pat Day is a brilliant rider with a great set of hands. Tremendous set of hands. In my opinion, he was overrated as being a judge of pace, but a fantastic rider, fantastic judge. And I've got, I love him. Love him, fantastic guy, great story. Hall of Famer, obviously, we're talking about Pat Day. In fact, I mean, part of my musical experience, everything. Yeah. Okay. Pat Day's ride on Wild Again was his best ride ever. I won't disagree. Yeah. So go ahead. And right. So you're going to talk about what race? Let's jump. Let's jump to Saturday. I'm going to go to the ninth, 
We're going to skip Breeders some good mile. We're going to skip. Mile. Yeah, exactly. We're going to skip, skip some very good races. So if you're a racing fan, I apologize. If you're a music fan, I apologize too. hang with us. We'll play some music again soon. But uh, the ninth race is the Breeders' Cup mile. It is uh, 3.19 post time, Pacific time, 6.19 on the East Coast. Uh, it's a very good race, and um, there's a couple horses in here. Well, there's one in here that you really like. There's one in here that I really like, and then there's the favorite, who I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock. So we'll start with that. The favorite is, is Ribchester, um, 7 to 2 on the morning line, and I feel like Ribchester is over the top. What's your take on Ribchester? He's a very tough animal. Yep. Very tough animal. Yep. But it's a very tough task for him from the 10 hole yep. at the Breeders' Cup mile. And I'm not sure he's his best right now. Okay. Yep. It's an obvious spot for him to run in because yep. he's got a good chance to win the race or else he wouldn't be here. From a Europe, from a form standpoint, European-wise, he's the best horse in the race, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think so. I've never been a huge fan or, or a supporter of him. I think he's actually beaten a lot of uh, – he's beaten a lot of – very good fields, but there were subpar fields, subpar, subpar group one fields. In my opinion, he's a very, he's a good racehorse. Okay, so but I, I agree with you. Here's he's a bad he, favorite. Here's here's and look, I, I like to find a reason to beat a favorite. This is what I'm hanging hanging my hat with Ribchester. I think he had a great reason to beat Ribchester. Well, here's the other reason. Okay, so this is his last race. He's already they've already announced he's going to stud next year. Uh, he will not race again. Uh, there's another, there are many, you know, and that's not unusual. There are a lot of these horses. Well, just be like an average Godolphin stuff too. Wouldn't even be a... Which is, which is fine, whatever. So, so, so there are a lot of these horses that have already been announced. This is their final race. They're going to stud next year. They're going to become stallions. To me, that means they're fully cranked. Well, but listen, but here's the thing. Here's the knock, okay? Arrogate... Even Ulysses in the turf, all these other horses that are that have been announced are going to stud. They haven't announced a stud fee because presumably, if they win their Breeders' Cup race, that helps their stud fee, right? It doubles it. Ribchester is announced to going to stud for thirty thousand pounds. They've already announced his stud fee. Why would you do that? Why this is a this is a this is a horse who's won over three million dollars. He's won a bunch of group one races and group races worldwide he wins the breeders cup mile i see your point mike i see your point he, but at the same time if he wins the breeders cup mile that'll quickly change to 50 but why even bother i mean i, I feel like this is this is it's advertising you work in the advertising I, business I, this that's true but you know there's already people that have probably locked in for that price why would you lock in advanced for a lower price, price advanced price i guess but it's just to me Maybe it's a he's small thing. He's, he's not. I mean, he's, he's well bred, but he's not really. Bred. Maybe it's, it's a, a great... small thing, but it's enough of a. It's enough of a knock to make me go. Oh, I wonder if this was maybe not the plan, and this is a little bit of an audible, and we'll see what they can. I just. I'm, I'm kind He'll of be against. nowhere near a good stallion as Mason. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying to you. You know, he's a good horse, and he could yeah. win the race. Yeah. 
All right, so, so who's your who's your pick? I'm going to go one to the outside of him, number eleven, Bala Rocks. He's going to have to work out a little bit of a trip from that eleven hole, but I think he probably can. Jose Lescano is a good jockey. He's got some tactical speed. Hopefully, he doesn't get caught too wide. I think the pace is going to be strong, which I think will help him. He's not a deep closer, but he gets the first run on the other closers. Uh, I think he'll get a good trip second off the layoff. Bill Mott won this race last year with Tourist. Well, Bill Mott's the best trainer of American turf milers from perhaps in America. Well, you, Chad Brown would probably take issue with that, but at least if if you're going well, Chad Brown prior to prior Chad to Chad Brown is not Bill Mott. You know, Bill Mott's in the Hall of Fame. Chad Brown will be there soon enough. But I I hear your point. My point being, at twelve to one, or even close Brown to that. Why would be in the Hall of Fame? He's, he, you know, what if he quits tomorrow? Well, I'm just saying he's moving towards that. You know, he's got a little ways to well, go. Well, yeah, but, yeah. But he's, you know, he's got a strong stable. He's exactly. The point being, Bala rocks anything close to the twelve to one morning line. I think he's. I don't know if he's the most likely winner, but I think he you should run never it. mention Bill Mott and Chad Brown on the same breath in terms of like career accomplishments that, no i you know i'm qualified certainly but um my point being i think he's he's one to possibly outrun his odds in a race that i think is wide open because i don't like the favorite and i don't like some of the other short price horses one of whom you do like which is world approval i think world approval will win the race he's drawn in the five hole he's got tactical speed and i, I just think he wins the races I just think he wins the races. How simple is that? I, I think he wins the runs the races, and he's nine to two in the morning line. I think he pays nine fifty, nine sixty to win. He wins the races. I, I so I, I think I see your point. There's no Goldakova in here. There's not uh, two two things, two concerns that I have with world approval. I, I I agree that he's probably a more likely winner than than Ribchester, and I think he's 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 a good value if he's anything close to the nine to two morning line. There's there's two things that I question. Even though he won his last two at a mile, I don't know if he's a flat miler. I think he wants more like nine or even ten furlongs. I think the the twelve of the turf is too far, which is why he's in this race. Um, well, exactly because it's like, but I, it's got I, tactical speed. He'll sit. He'll sit. He stays. He I stays like, longer than a mile and win the races. I feel like he's a tweener. You know, like I think I feel like this distance is a touch too short for him against this level of competition. Uh, I feel like I feel like he's going to have pace pressure from heart to heart on his inside and Midnight Storm on his inside. There's some other horses, even though he doesn't need to be on the lead. I feel like he's going to be forced to go a little fast early, that which may set. I'm going to move this program along. Move it along. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But I, I, I see concerns. your point. Okay, okay but I'm going to move this. Move first of all, head to head bet. Okay. World approval finishes in front of Battle Rocks. Head to head, twenty dollars. Okay, I mean, we've already got a head to head bet, uh, which is between Paradise Woods and and uh, Stellar Wind. It's will... called argumentative handicapping. I, I... Not any other music podcast is doing this. No, and I what I I will I will point this out too, Bob. You're in both cases. You're taking the shorter priced horse, so you're taking. I don't the care about that. The odds. No, I know. I'm just I'm just pointing it out. Because I'm playing trifectas. You know, I'm playing trifectas. I'm not going to mess All with. Right. I'm playing trifectas. All right, all right. So I'm not going to do multi-race wagers. I'm playing tries. I want to yeah. hit like a four thousand dollars try and sit back and relax. Yeah, no, I I, I hear you. I, I'm I'm just giving you a little bit of a hard time, but uh, 
Oh, give me a hard time to the cows come out. I will. I will. Yeah. You know it. Yeah, um, yeah it's argument I like, of handicapping. I love this. I like that bet. I like that bet. I just, uh, you know, I, I'm all about the value. And uh, What's your next song? What's your next song? I'm going to go a little country. You started off with some some country, and I'm going to go even totally. deep, deep, totally. deep country. Old school, a guy named Eddie Nowak, who's best known for a song called Psycho, which if you've never heard it, by all means... Check it, it out. It is Halloween. Psycho has been covered a number of times. It's been covered by the Beast of Bourbon, fantastic band from Ooh, Australia. Great Australian band. Yeah. Oh, they, um, rock, they rock and roll you. They really do. It's been covered by Elvis Costello. It's been covered. It's 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 a very disturbing song. Have you ever listened to Feed Time? Oh, yeah. I love Feed oh, Time. Oh, they kick some butt. Yeah, we'll have to play some Feed Time. Um, if you like it heavy. If you like yeah, it heavy. Yeah, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, Eddie Nowak... Uh, old school country guy. This is a song called "For Better or For Worse," and I'm playing it partly because he name drops Hialeah, which is a oh big, yeah, great legendary racetrack, yeah. Seattle Slough. Yeah, old old mm. Florida racetrack. So uh, the flamingos. I yeah. never went there in the Paradise years. You never did either. No, no. I think it's torn down now. Yeah, but uh, here we go, Eddie, Eddie Nowak. This is uh, I think the late '60s for this one. For better, or for worse. It's basically Florida's. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's not the love and honor, it's that promise to obey that makes me think by marrying we might be doing wrong. And until death do you part, just seems to choke me up to say my love's far better or for worse, but not for long. Because the season soon will start in Hialeah Every year I like to see the horses run And if I lose it's just a short trip to Miami Where a beach bum always finds some winter fun I was hoping our relationship could stay the way it's been And I'd feel guilty if I tried to put you on you seem to want more than the understanding we made away back when For better or for worse, but not for long Well, if it's any comfort when I leave, it won't be someone else who turned my head Made me leave you far behind Competition is the wanderlust And follow it somehow I must You kept my heart content but not in my mind Well, you might see me on a newscast from Sun Valley I hear the skiing's fine there in July Or I might just hop the rocks on the next spaceship Cause they tell me it's the only way to fly so no matter what the postmark reads from Tahoe to Tangier, where it's happening, and that's where I belong. And I really mean the note I'm having fun wish you were here. Far better or for worse, but not for long. Well, my love's for better or for worse, but not for long. Eddie Nowak. Well, you know what, Eddie Nowak? 
That's the big theme of this show. The music's always better than the handicapping. <laughs> for better or for worse, but not for long. <laughs> yeah. You were going to talk but, about Hialeah, Florida's you, answer to... Yeah, Hialeah. I never went there. Great place. I think they run some quarter horse races there. I don't know what the do. hell's going on. Yeah. No, it's it's. I think it's a it's a shell of its former self. But uh, but back oh, when Eddie time. was singing they're, about, they're barely it. standing. I think they do one of those things where they run a couple of live races a year so they can get the simulcast signal if you right. live in that part of South Florida right. type thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and I'm playing. Uh, I'm gonna play. A, I, I should never do this because. Yeah, you. you. I, I I hate self indulgence, but like. My wife, Wit, she's here with me, and this is her favorite pavement song. It's off, off our last record. She's she's just a uh, whatever. She loves pavement. And this is the song that she wanted to hear in 2010. We got back together, and I picked the 40 songs we played on the reunion tour, basically the, the ones that were easiest for me to play, because <laughs> I didn't want to play any keyboard parts, you know, because I'm not very good at keyboards. And uh, Billy off of uh, Terror Twilight by Pavement.
to Mike. Yes, Bob. I would like to think that that is... Uh, Payment did everything very loosely. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and I'd like to think that was like a tribute to Billie Holiday, although I can't confirm that. Because that's, of course... <laughs> Billy, it's B-I-L-L-I-E, which right. is the, generally the if a woman is named Billy. That's the feminine. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. My pick in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile is a Colt. That's right. Because it's, it's for by It's Free, free Drop, drop Billy, B-I-L-L-Y, the five horse yeah. in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, which is the 10th race on the card on Saturday. And... Uh, I think he's just a prime racehorse. He's a proper closer. I don't know if, and we'll find out at that point if he can close ground at Del Mar because Lord knows this could be a speed favoring baby, mm-hmm. and he's going to be a closer. Yep. But I think I think he's the uh, I think he's the most talented horse in the race, and he's beautifully bred. He's by Union Rags, who of course finished what second by a head to Hanson in the Breeders' Cup mm-hmm. Juvenile and went, went on to win the Belmont. Mm-hmm. And he's out of a Giants Causeway mare. Right. Yep. Stout and pedigree. You talk about a hell of a broodmare sire, mm-hmm. Giants Causeway. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got a tremendous Breeders' Cup uh, pedigree. And I think he's he's been out here in California for a while. I think he's absolutely primed or on his best. His last race, he won at Keeneland, the Breeders' Futurity. He's a proper route horse. He was so talented that he won sprint races. He's not a sprinter. He's a route horse. He's right. a He's a he's a classic horse. Okay, that's what they think. They think he's going to win the Kentucky Derby. Okay, yep. and I think he's going to run one hell of a race. And I think at five to one in the morning line, free drop Billy double fives is if you get anywhere close to five to one, he's going to hit the board if he fires. Mm-hmm. I like it. And I, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people have been talking about Bolt Doro, who's the favorite, as if he's already won the race. And yeah, he's talented and he's shown some brilliance early on but for me he's hung in the 11 hole yeah he's hung out wide and for me taking a short price on one of these juveniles against a field like this it's uh i don't know i'm i'm skeptical of him he hasn't you know, he hasn't really been You're burning. You're skeptical of Bolt Doro. I am a little skeptical of Bolt Doro, Bolt Doro especially at the he's price he's two for two at Del Mar, so that's yeah. a nice advantage. Sure, sure. But both of those were sprinting. Now he's got to go two turns at Del Mar, and he's got to face horses that are probably better than he's ever seen before. Which... He's got a very stout pedigree. He's Medaglia Doro out of an AP, AP and Indy. Yep, yep, yep. And he's probably the one to beat, but... I just don't think he's as likely a winner as the odds are are going to play, in, you know, as far as that goes. So he's going to go off like two to one, five to two. He's nine to five in the morning. Uh, I think you think he's going to be that high? I think he's going to be lower. I think I think nine to five is is maybe a little bit optimistic. I think he could be he could be lower. I'd lay him till the cows come home. Yeah. I think he's got no shot. Okay, well there you go. See your bold statement. I like it. Bold statement. And I think, I think free drop Billy will hit the board at. He's a great each way bet at five to one. Yeah. Sure. Win and show. You sure. know. Sure, and I think I think there's some others very interesting horses in this race. I think Bob, Bob Baffert's got Solomini, who's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh yeah. At, at a price, I, I the most successful Delmar trainer of all time, I believe Bob Baffert. I think he's won how many Delmar. 
He's more like eleven Delmar juveniles. Yeah, probably. Yeah, if you don't. They're Delmar futurities. They're called the uh, the the one that I would say at the at, at a price that I wouldn't be surprised if he runs well is tabulator the tabulator uh, the tabulator three for three i think he's got a good running style he'll be sitting right off the leaders he can pounce uh he's got a nice pedigree dialed in out of a giant's causeway mare again um he'll be a little overlooked in the betting and i think he's better than the 20 to the one morning line that, that well i agree with that but he's also a, a, a grade three horse it, it, which is, I, which is why which is why he'll be a much better price no, it'll be a huge price. That's well it should be. Yeah. So there you go. Some interesting ways to go. And you're gonna anyways, end it. I'm gonna end the I'm gonna end the podcast musically. Yeah, and and st- song by a love a band from Louisville. So we're playing what, two or three two Louisville songs two, tonight. Yeah. It's appropriate a, a, a for a horse racing theme. One of the one of the best unheralded bands in the world, still going, led by Scott Carney, a band called Wax Fang. And this is a song that's one of their earlier songs, and it's a fantastic song. Just listen to it. The Doctor Will See You Now.
That was cool. Never heard them. I know. You, I know you're a very big fan of Louisville music. Yeah, never heard them. I'll have to check. Them I guess out. we should pronounce it properly. Go ahead. Wax Fang. No. Say, Lu- say oh, Louisville. 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 Yeah. Louisville. Louisville. Okay. There, uh, Wax Fang is part of a group of 25 bands that have blown the band. I was in pavement off the stage. I mean, they're <laughs> unbelievable live band. Tremendous talent. And completely unheralded. Just like Sulaco and a lot of other brilliant bands. Okay. So that's beside the point. I'm going to go to my pick. My pick is Decorated Night in the Breeders' Cup Turf, which is the 11th race on the card on Saturday, the one before the Classic. Yeah. 4.37 p.m. Pacific, 7.37 p.m. Eastern. Right. So who's the best Who's the best uh, trainer on the flat in the world? The, not jumps racing, just Durbin racing as we know it. Uh, Aiden O'Brien? The best trainer in the world is John Gosden by some ways, you know. Hmm. My opinion. Okay. My opinion. Okay. You know. And Aiden O'Brien's a hell of a trainer, but he... But Decorated Knight's not trained by John Gosden. Well, he's not. He's trained by Roger Charlton. Yeah. Who's, I'm just trying to figure out where you're going with this, Bob. Well, exactly. I can see your point there for sure. <laughs> but Roger Charlton basically is Judmont's main guy. Okay. And he's a hell of a trainer. And he's from the John Gosden school. I don't think uh, he worked for him or anything like that, but he's a proper horse trainer. Okay. okay. So he shows up here with a horse that's eight for 18 lifetime. And his last start, he won the Irish champion at 25 to 1. Yep. It's same cross of Happily. It's Galileo out of a storm cat mare. Yeah. And he's he's going to be ridden by a guy that you may have heard of that I, that I follow. Mm-hmm. Okay. He basically is, is like, and this isn't even doing him justice. He's like the young Frankie Dettori. Oh. Okay. Also, also okay. Italian, a guy named Andrea Atzini. Okay. Andrea Zaney, okay. In fact, I think he he's very famous for a lot of reasons. He's a brilliant race rider, but he's at Royal Ascot this year. He had a beer chucked at his head on the way to post, and it caused a bit of a row, and some racing fan was losing money and threw a beer at his head. But that's beside the point. Hmm. He's a great rider, and Roger Charlton's a great trainer. And this is a bomber. This horse is going to be 22 to 1 in this race. There's some legends in this race. Yeah, sure. Highland Reels in the race. Uh-huh. He, he got the race won the race last play. year. He, re- he won this race last year. Highland Ulysses. Yeah, exactly. He's a hardened veteran. He's mm-hmm. as tough as they come from the Aiden O'Brien stable. Ran him off at their feet. And one of the most successful English trainers in Breeders' Cup history, yeah. a true legend, a Hall of Famer, Sir Michael Stout, brings over Ulysses. Highland Reel. Highland Reel, I'll also say. He's undefeated in North America. Exactly. And he's a proper racehorse. I yeah. mean, he's a proper yeah. professional racehorse. Yeah. yeah. And, sure. and Ulysses isn't, isn't, shouldn't be mentioned in the same breath as him. He'll be the favorite, though. Because he's trained by Michael Stout. And he's I, ridden by Frankie Dettori. And he's got all the credentials to win the race. And he can win the race. And I think, so part of the reason why I think he'll be favored, he's... He's in better form than he was last year coming into the race. He's now older than he was last year. He's a four-year-old at the end of his four-year-old career. Ran. He's a better racehorse than yep. he was last year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, he still I th- can't touch Enable. He's the best racehorse in the world. Right. 
other than Winks. I mean, I guess Australian racing fans can make an argument for a Winks. Sure. Sure. Enables the, the, the best racehorse I've seen this year by some ways. Yep. Yep. And, uh, but I and like... she's, she's not here because... Because she ran last week. <laughs> well, even that, even if she'd run two months ago, they wouldn't. They yeah. wouldn't bring her over for the Breeders' Cup. She's too valuable. Yeah, yeah. They, they... She should be mentioned in the same class, like his. Like I said before, like you know Zenyatta and and Rachel Alexandra, like she's. I, th- I mean, to, I'm not going to. I love Enable so much. I, I, th- I mean, same ownership, Judmont Farms. I think that she's the only horse that should be mentioned in the same breath as. Frankel and I, I, I watched Frankel's maiden race when he when he beat Nathaniel, who's the stallion of Enables, the mm-hmm. father mm-hmm. of Enable. Mm-hmm. The best maiden race I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's on, the, uh, on the July course, but that's all beside the point. I, I'm I with think, you. I, I think, think the, the spook in the race at a huge price is decorated night. Yeah. Even though he's definitely a 10 furlong horse, okay? And he's going to stretch his time. He's co entered in the mile. Yeah, and he's another turf. tweener, right? He's a tweener. He's a ten furlong horse going twelve furlongs. So that's the knock on him, right? Sure. But keep in mind, he'll be twenty to one. He's got yep. a great post. Yeah. And he's got an amazing turn of foot. Yeah. He's wonderfully talented. He's almost won two million dollars himself. And and I'm with you in this race in particular. In the mile, I picked an American horse, and I'm against the European. I think the Europeans they could go one, two, three, four. I think, Easily. I think, well, who's your main, who's your main pick in the race? Probably Ulysses, but it's a boring one. Um, just because I think he's in yeah, the right. Not really, but you've seen him train and stuff. You've seen him on TV training. He looks great. He's been re- he's rounding into form. I think I think he is a twelve furlong horse, or at least he's a longer distance horse than than some of the others in this race. Um, I think he has just as good a chance to win as Decorated Knight. Yeah. Decorated Knight's going to be twenty-two to one. I think. I think you're right. Decorated Knight is the pl- price of the of the race. I think Highland Reel has a huge shot. I think, huge shot. You, you got to respect uh, him. He's a proper, experienced racehorse. He's won the race before. I, I I think I think they could run one, two, three, and I think even Talismanic Talismanic. Uh, on the rail for Andre Fob and Godolphin. Oh, one of the best trainers in the world, Andre yeah. Fob. Yeah, he. They could. They. That could be your super right there. All Europeans. Well, we're really going on a limb here because <laughs> we're giving out like one thousand dollar, one dollar supers. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it hits. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. We will see if it hits. In but, fact, we'd be better off to bet one dollar on the entire Breeders' Cup and. Sit back and enjoy the races, but I'll I'll fire away to which the is, tune of a few which hundred is a dollars. Fine, that's a fine way to approach Take it, it on too. the chin. You, you know. You're ending with a cold double here. You're ending with a cold double. I am. Yeah. F- f- free drop, Billy, to uh, decorated night, and if that hits, if, if that hits, it'll pay nine hundred eighty-three dollars. Yeah, maybe not quite that much, but it'll pay five hundred and fifty. Oh, I like your numbers there. Nice math. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's sign off. Have yeah. fun for me. Uh, I'm going to have yeah, some friends out there. Yeah, for sure. Another time. I'll have some friends out there. I'll get you hooked up with, um, and I know you'll have a blast. And thanks, everyone, for hanging in and See listening. See you next week. See you next Hopefully week. Hopefully, we gave you something where you can make a buck or two. Ghost yeah. and myself will be back next week. Thanks Love for it. listening. Thank you.